welcome to a Heritage Christian Centre podcast. For more information, visit www.heritagecc.com.au. We hope this message blesses your life. Do something great. Isaiah 54 says this in verses 2 to 4. Enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left. And your descendants will inherit the nations. And will make the desolate, desolate cities inhabited. Do not fear. For you will not be ashamed. Neither be disgraced. You will not be put to shame. You will forget the shame of your youth and will not remember the reproach. I just think there's a a challenge that flows over, not just this message that was given specifically to Jewish people. It's given to the children of God. And we are children of God by the birth that we have, being born again of the Spirit of God through Jesus. And it's quite challenging in life. And if we can't see these things, we're going to be in a struggle. I want to show you a couple of quick pictures. And if you can put them up on the screen, the first one, the next slide, please. It's just something I want you to look at very carefully. I want you to think about what you see. Think carefully about what you see now. It's very important you remember what you see because you know, I know it's not that difficult to remember, but I'm sure you can. Okay, let's go to the next slide. Uh, and just, just pause for a moment and try and look again and see carefully what you see. So now I want to ask you a question. Who who saw the yellow dot? Okay, who saw the red dot? Okay, who noticed that the screen was black or white? Most times our focus is on the dot. We focus when the screen comes up, we focus, we, we see a dot and we forget to see the screen. It's like when you get that first scratch in the brand new car or the new Samsung 10 Plus. Um, it's not, not quite as bad if you do an iPhone. It just, just the emotions are completely different. <laughs> the challenge we have is that so often the things we see are not the big things. Because as much as you were aware the screen changed, most of you noticed the dots. Most of you focused on the fact there was a dot there. And sometimes in life, we, we see a dot in our life, which might be a heartache, a disappointment, a calamity, a failed dream. And we forget that God is so much bigger than the dot. God is so much bigger than what we see. We get our focus off what we should and we focus our attention on that which is real, relatively small in the big scheme of things. It seems big now because our focus is on it. Whatever gets our focus, gets our attention, and it gets our activity in life. And you and I become like what we behold. And ultimately, our hope rests in something to do with that dot, not in the picture as a whole. Our hope starts to rest in how do I solve this issue instead of looking at the one who is the answer to every problem. Right now in life, the world's focus is on a, a coronavirus. Oh, I think it's COVID-19 or whatever. I can't remember. But the world's focus is on that. And mankind is hoping that we can either contain this thing or maybe, maybe with man's intelligence, we might create a vaccine, which some people won't get because they don't believe in vaccines. Either way, it's not that issue. But man may at times be an answer, but is he? 
If our focus is on man being the answer, our focus is not on God being the answer. This virus has had our attention. Before that in our nation, the fires had our attention. And then now floods have our attention. I, I, I noticed it yesterday, this, this holding dam down south. Uh, the different reports on different aspects of media. One reported earlier, about three o'clock, that yes, there is emergency possible, but we now have the flow rate controlled. But two and a half hours later on the commercial radio TV, it's still a catastrophe. People are still, and we don't know what's going to happen. And they focused on the catastrophe, not the reality that they had the control rate under control. See, what gets our focus causes us to be attentive to it and give our time and energy into it. Right now, the world is also talking about, not quite so popular since the virus, the climate emergency, as if humanity could control the sun and the earth's orbit. They're focused on maybe in Australia how much this nation should reduce its emissions while China and India go on increasing their output every month more than if Australia turned itself off completely. I'm not saying we shouldn't be responsible for the earth. God told Adam and Eve, tend the garden, look after the earth. What I'm saying is, can we really have a hope if, the, if we have this emergency and we have China increasing by up to 30% a year and its emissions so outweigh Australia, it gives off in a day more than we give off in a year as if Australia could actually do anything about it. Yes, we should try, but man is not the answer to the problem. What are you facing right now? And what will you face in the future? And what will you focus your attention on? Where will you place your hope? Our opening verse starts with a journey of hope. It starts with, there's something more. There's something bigger, something increasing, something enlarging that God has for you. Is our hope in God or we get caught up with the dot that is this portion of our life? It says to enlarge and to stretch. Why would you enlarge and stretch if you're living in fear? You enlarge and stretch out if you live in hope. And I, my hope is in God. And so I want to enlarge. I want to stretch myself. I want to reach out. See, stretching involves getting past our current limits. Paul says, I press on. He said in Philippians 3.12, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press, in that I press on that I might lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid a hold of me. He, he's pressing on. Pressing is this pushing, this exercising, this working. And contrary to some motivational speakers, sometimes you have to keep doing the same thing. Sometimes you have to keep doing the same thing. Guys go to the gym, some women do too, I suppose. I'm not going to be sexist on this. People go to the gym and they go and they lift weights. They lift the same weights. They lift the same weights until their muscles get strong enough to lift a bigger weight. But they start off doing the same thing to strengthen themselves so they can then lift something more. This is this stretching process, this exercising. See, the importance of stretching at times cannot be overemphasized. 
Many an athlete has damaged their body by not stretching properly before exercising or participating in their chosen field. Damaged ligaments and tendons, torn muscles and worse. Notice that Paul knows he has not yet reached the goal, but he still presses toward it. I have a goal that I'm pressing toward. So I'm exercising, I'm exercising, I'm pressing toward it. In 1 Timothy 4, 7, it says, exercise yourselves unto godliness. I'm pressing on. I'm, pre- I'm a bit stronger now. I can take another step. I'm a bit stronger now. I can take another step in my spiritual walk. I'm a bit stronger now. I can take another step in my spiritual walk. In the next verse, two verses later, Paul says, I press, Philippians 3.14, I press toward the goal for the prize. What's he aiming at? The upward call of God in Christ Jesus. How much commitment? How much effort? What level of investment should we do in this regard? What should we put in? Well, the verse says it. We read it. If you read it, we read it out. Do not spare. Don't Hold back. While we have a a strong British culture of stiff upper lip in Australia, not everyone, but we have this culture of let's not push too hard. Let's not push above the crowd. Let's only work as hard as our peers. You know, instead of going, hang on, how committed am I to this success? How committed am I? Am I going to press on? Am I going to do not spare? Do not hold back? See, not holding back means you have to overcome the fears that would hold you back. There are times when we need to do things that make us afraid and break the hold that fear tries to have on us. Sometimes we do have to sing ourselves into his presence and to praise him. See, Proverbs 29, 25 says, the fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. The level of our input demonstrates the level of our faith and trust in God. It actually shows how big we really think God is. See the dot or is he the screen? See, just like when Peter walked on water to Jesus, the fears of his surroundings and circumstances caused his faith to begin to fail. When he got his eyes off the Lord and began to sink, the Lord reached out to him when he called upon him. See, Peter's actions showed that he magnified his circumstances above the one who had called him out. Now, I don't want to be too critical of Peter because at least he got out of the boat. At least he got out of the boat. He initially saw Jesus as greater than the storms that surrounded him. The other disciples did not even have a go. As the cliche says, you'll never know if you never go. You'll never know. Peter did do something great. He walked on water. He walked a bit on the way to Jesus and he walked all the way back with Jesus to the boat. I'm not done that. None of the other disciples did that. So Peter realized if you look at Jesus, if you get your focus on the one who is the answer, the one who is the hope, the one who is all in all, then anything that God calls you to do is possible and everything he calls you. See, it goes on then to say, lengthen, lengthen the cords. 
If you're going to go further in output and effort, you have to go the extra mile because the extra mile is extra. It's not normal. The person who wins the prize is usually found in one of two or both principles that work together. Firstly, they know who they are and they run their race, not somebody else's, whatever that is. See, I would not expect a weightlifter that weighs 150 kilos to win a sprint or a hurdles race. But he could certainly lift weights. Nor would I expect the sprinter to lift 150, 200 kilos, 300 kilos. So taken that we find the gift we're supposed to be involved in, the main difference between those who go the extra mile and those who don't, the success that happens is they're willing to commit more to it. A young entrepreneur in 1977 took on a company called Vaisalis. His name was Ryan Blair. The company had a $6 million debt. He turned it around to a $624 million revenue. Listen to what he says. If it's important to you, you'll find a way. If not, you'll find an excuse. Where's your focus? Is it important? What is the important thing in your life? Is it serving the king? Is it pressing toward the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus? If it's important, you'll find a way. If not, if it's number two on your list or three, oh yeah, I want to serve Jesus, but I don't want to give up this because this is more important. Let's not find excuses. I've got a video clip, very profound. I don't want you to see it. Not very long. Can we have that clip, please? He had a go and he failed and he had a go and he failed and he had a go and he failed and he had a go and got a little bit and he had a go and he got the whole apple. He's a chook. He's supposed to have his head down picking up seeds off the ground. I may never turn into an eagle, but I'm not going to live like a chook. I'm going to reach for something bigger. I've got more in me than just picking grain up off the ground. I'll find a way. Not an excuse. I'm just a chook. What could you do for God if you... (laughs) A little bit. I got it. What could you do for God? See, the exercise strengthens us. And that's in the verse, strengthen. It involves the development of character, which enables us to deal with the things that come. If you're not strong on the inside, we'll be moved and swayed from the path when trials come. Ralph Morrison, a pro football player, NFL player, retired motivational speaker says this, very important, listen. There are plenty of difficult obstacles in your path. That's, that's biblical. The Bible says through trials and afflictions, through sorrows will come, through faith and patience we inherit. This, this is the powerful bit though. There are plenty of difficult obstacles in your path. Don't allow yourself to become one of them. 
See, this is where and why character is so important to our life, our future, our destiny, and all we might do and what we could accomplish in this life. Who you are is so much more important than what you do because what you do that really is significant flows out of who you are as a person. This is what Paul said as we read earlier, exercise yourself toward godliness. You may not feel like it and you may struggle to believe it, but God has called each of us to do something great in our lives. And that will look so different to everyone else. It may just be the chook getting the apple. Some people will, what they do will be great and everyone will recognise it. Other people will do things that are absolutely great, but no one recognises and no one acknowledges it. Completely unseen, unrecognised, unrewarded, even unappreciated. But because they have a deep intimacy with God, their trust is in Him. That what He called them to do, they will run their race. See, if we know he is faithful to bring a reward and give the reward, then we will diligently seek him. Hebrews says this, without faith, Hebrews eleven six, without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently, not those who seek, but those who diligently seek him. See, if I know there's a reward worthy of whatever effort I put in, how much more will I put in? How much more will there be if I really believe that God has much more for me than what I'm in now? Much more for me in eternity than what I even imagine. Bible tells me what is in heaven is far more glorious, far more valuable. Why would you lay up treasure on earth where moth and rust destroy? You know, when thieves break in and steal, why would we not lay up treasure in heaven? Why would we not say, who cares? If I die, I win because I go to be with Jesus. I will commit it all to the cause. Peter says it this way in 2 Peter 1. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. If you do these things, you will never stumble. I love this. And so an abundant entrance, one version says, will be supplied to you. Sorry, an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly in the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the Star Wars fans. Jar Jar Binks walks in a great parade after a great victory. And he made so many blunders along the way, but guess what? He kept going. And he was in that victory parade. He was in that place of honour. And so an abundant interest. Well, I'm clumsy. You might be spiritually clumsy. That's okay. Have a go. Have a go. There is great reward for those who diligently seek him. It doesn't say who get everything perfect. We need to prepare. See, these people that this was originally written to, they were living in tents. And the picture they get really quick, clearly, is there's a warning, there's a challenge, and there's a promise. The warning is be prepared. That's a warning. Because if something's coming and you're not prepared, you miss. You either miss out on blessing or you suffer consequences. Be prepared. What for? Be prepared for increase. Be prepared for enlargement. Be prepared for growth. Be prepared for more than what you have right now. Be prepared because there's this challenge. Get it ready. And the promise is there will come an increase. And it won't just affect you. It affects generations. It affects generations. 
Prepare for increase, church. Prepare for enlargement. Don't think too small. Think expanding in all directions. Think restoration. Think establishing greatness. Forget the past shame. Look forward in hope and anticipation and do something great as you see God greater and greater than your circumstances. How great is your God? Musicians, singers, please come. How great is your God? Do we, do we put God in a little dot or is God the whole screen? Is He the big picture? Get ready for greatness in your life. Prepare for increase. That great mission-focused man of God, William Carey said, expect great things from God and attempt great things for God. Firstly, you've got an expectation. What's your expectation? Someone asked me today, actually, in the service, early, before the service, have you done your bucket list yet? I said, no, I've got heaps left. Heaps left. Got a church at Childers to build. I want to see that, I want to see that packed. I want to see 100 plus people worshipping God there. I want to see it strong enough and healthy enough and financial enough to help us launch into Biggenden. And then we buy a church building there with plenty of empty ones in Biggenden. I want to see these two buildings gone and new building built there. Got plans, two million bucks. If you want to give it to me, I'm happy to take it. That'll only get me through the next five to 10 years. I'm nowhere near yet finished. The average, average age is 82, 83. Well, in 10 years time, I'm only 62. It's only half of what I got left. God, the vision's bigger. 70, what? Average age is 82. I got 10 years to 72, that's halfway. I'm only 62. But my mind is leaving me. I've got so much more in my heart that I, I believe God for. I'm believing to see miracles and signs and wonders in the house of God when God moves in His house. How big is your God? Let, let me read you some passages about a concept. Acts 12, 24. But the Word of God grew and multiplied. Grew and multiplied. 6, 7. Then the Word of God spread and the number of disciples multiplied greatly. One of my favourite verses, Acts 13, 44. On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city came together to hear the Word of God. How big is your God? How big is God in your heart? What, what do you see of God? How big is the God we see? Because God is bigger than what we can see and God is so much bigger than what we can even dream. Because the Bible says, even above our thoughts, our dreams, our imaginations, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above that. How big is your imagination? Get ready for increase. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Don't spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes for you shall expand to the right and to the left and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. That's what we're doing at Childers and Biggenden. Really desolate of a Pentecostal work. I want to make them inhabited. Do not fear. 
you will not be ashamed nor disgraced. You will not be put to shame and you will forget the shame of your youth and will not remember the reproach. If we want to expand in our church and our personal lives, our finances, our careers, our relationships, we need to think about lengthening and strengthening so we can hold more of what God has for us. God is saying, if you want more, make it bigger. If you want more, lengthen the cords. If you want more, strengthen the stakes. Get prepared now, church. Don't miss the opportunity. Let's get prepared.